Hi, I'm TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I ask that you like, share, and comment on this video. Thanks for watching. All I got to say is, who that? Um, I don't know that we can thank anyone else, George, but the analytics department is, is something that is on a, a you know, a, a different level here in, in, so, you know, I'm like that driver of a new car that still hadn't figured out how to operate, uh, you know, how to get the, the seat warmers on. I mean, it, it's pretty impressive um, and it's new for me in a good way. And I'm just talking about the efficiency of the process. Um, we were a little bit, it was just, we, we, we weren't as far, as, far ahead um, when we were looking at some of these players as to being able to pick up and access the information as quickly. these tears for you it's all dog around this mug i'm good Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones. And yes, I am the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the uh, State of the Saints podcast where we talk New Orleans Saints. I've done that a thousand times, but that was like the first time I ever slipped up saying it. But thank y'all so much for choosing the State of the Saints podcast where we talk New Orleans Saints. Shouts out to everybody in the chat. Shouts out to everybody listening around the country. And around the world, thank you so much for choosing us. Really do appreciate it. On this edition, we're going to be talking about Saints, uh, former Saints head coach Sean Payton, now uh, head coach of the Denver Broncos, and um, you know his comments. Uh, what I just played at uh, at the beginning of the show uh, was some comments that were made uh, by Sean Payton uh, in regards to the new analytics that he's dealing with with the Denver Broncos. And some people took that as a shot, uh, you know, at the New Orleans Saints. You know, I was uh, reading an article uh, from the Who That Dish. And, uh, they were they were talking a little bit about it and discussing it. But at the end of the day, 
how do I feel about this? Um, first off, I didn't really hear that much about it um, until like I, I got on Twitter. Um, I want to say on Sunday and uh, people were uh, kind of talking about it and addressing it. Um, to be honest with you, I didn't take this as a shot. You know, I didn't take it as a shot like he was going at uh, anybody uh, for the New Orleans Saints. Even like when he was talking, he was very uh, choosy with his words. You know, I, I think that I think that he was just trying to get props to some new um, new stuff that he's dealing with. And look, why would he go out here and 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 say that? the New Orleans Saints analytics were better than the Denver Broncos. Why would he even say anything like that? Like, he, why would he even bring that up? Like, you want to big up the team and you want to elevate the team that you're at. I don't think that that was a shot at the New Orleans Saints. I just think that in reality, you know, I think, you know, Saints fans are very upset and very ticked off at Sean Payton. I think that, uh, you know, Saints fans feel like Sean Payton uh, took the easy way out. Uh, the fact that he has Drew Brees for over 15 years, great quarterback play, pretty much stable organization, basically gave him everything that he wanted and was willing to give him anything that he wanted again. Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that Gail Vincent probably would have gave him a blank check and say, insert here. But he decided that he wanted to leave. He said he wanted to go to, you know, do television and stuff like that and walk away. But in reality, I think we all know the truth. I mean, you talk about being burnt out. You talk about being tired. You talk about not wanting to do it anymore. And then all of a sudden, like, you come back the following year. I just think that it probably helped Sean Payton to be more honest. Um, I think it helped him probably better um, in the eyes of Saints fans because I don't think a lot of Saints fans would be looking at Sean Payton the way that they do if he would have coached any other team in 2022 in 2023 at least you can feel like oh you can maybe accept that that statement that he made about uh focusing in and not you know what I'm saying not really having it anymore recharging the batteries this that and the third um look this is funny watching him as a head coach of another team uh i think if you've been watching this show you know how i feel about it i do feel like sean payton wanted to lead the new orleans saints um i think that I think that he was he cared more about his reputation as a coach more so than actually helping his team. Because let's just be real about this. Sean Payton is a great coach, don't get me wrong, but Sean Payton really never had to do it in you know in, in adverse situations. He just never had to. Like even the year that the New Orleans Saints uh had all those suspensions back for Bounty Gate, he was suspended for the entire year. We had to subject ourselves to the trash that was on the field with no having no defense and really not having any head coach. He was basically on the sidelines, right? For the most part, he's always had Drew Brees. Drew Brees, the greatest New Orleans Saint of all time, arguably one of the greatest top five quarterbacks of all time. And now he goes into a situation, in, in spite of how Russell Wilson played last year, He's still a really good quarterback. He's still a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He still has been up for league MVP. So he has never been in like a situation where he had to build and try to create when you don't have a signal caller or a guy that you can count on year in, year out, and guy a guy that's being looked at not as a franchise quarterback. So it seemed like to me, it, it, in the eyes, of, well, I won't say in the eyes, in my eyes, 
I feel like he decided to walk away because he didn't have that. Um, do I feel like he believed in the talent and the skill set of Jameis Winston? Yes, I do. I do feel like he believed in it. But do I feel like he believed in it to a point where he felt like it was worth staying? No. Let's just make this. Let's just make this very, very clear. If the New Orleans Saints in 2017 would have drafted Patrick Mahomes instead of Marshawn Lattimore, Sean Payton would still be the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. It's just that simple. Like it, it's time to it's time out for the nonsense, right? Like you can tell us and try to make us believe that you were just burnt out and the reason why you decided to leave, but we all know the truth. We all know the truth why Sean Payton didn't want to stay with the New Orleans Saints. Rather you want to accept it or not. Um, but look, I didn't take this as a shot, him going at the New Orleans Saints. I I, I don't. Because I, I watched the press conference and I saw that he even gave some big ups uh, to Mickey Loomis and the Saints organization uh, about, you know, the relationship that they developed and allowing him to be himself. And he didn't have to struggle and go back and forth uh, with, with Mickey Loomis as the GM about making decisions. So I didn't take it that way. So I don't understand, like, why anybody took it that way. But I just wanted to make that very, very clear. Um, I, I didn't look at it that way. Um, I just think that it was just the fact that he was just big up in the analytics program uh, that the Denver Broncos have. I didn't feel like it was a shot. Now, um, I would like to hear from you. I would like to hear if you feel like it was a shot and not feel free to put him down, put it down in the comments. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sean looked miserable over there, though. I don't want to say he looked miserable. Um, dude, probably tired, man. This press conference was early. He probably was up all night. Um, as a head coach, man, I mean, these dudes – burn the midnight oil they're they're up two three o'clock in the morning you know trying to come up with different things to try to win games and also you know leading up to the draft they got to make sure that they're doing the due diligence to bring in the right guys to help their team uh become successful i, I don't think i don't think they burnt out or mad or anything like that um or you know even like frustrated i just think that he's tired you know like it, it looked like i mean even from the gm of, of the Denver Broncos, I mean, it looked like he just woke up. So, you know, I, I just think this is one of them things where he would just, it was just early in the morning. Maybe he didn't get that much sleep. Uh, let's see. Never knew Sean to be passive-aggressive. Um, nah, i never seen him be passive, but I, I definitely know that he tries to be choosy with his words. And um, that's what he tried to do. I think he even tried to – I think he realized, like, the words that he was trying to use, and that's why he kind of stumbled a little bit when he was mentioning it. Because he wanted to make sure that he didn't say anything that would be, you know, looked at as offensive, which he still did, right? Uh, let's see. I guess Sean Payton and Deion Sanders have something in common. They both in Colorado. Yeah, I mean, they both in Colorado in controversial fashion, huh, right? <laughs> you got Sean Payton, who Saints fans felt like he shouldn't have left in the first place. And then you have Jackson State fans who feel like Deion Sanders shouldn't have left in the first place right so i guess birds of a feather flock together out there in colorado uh sean payton uh wanted out of the saints i think we all kind of i won't say we all but i know it i i knew it as what it was and it you know we we can talk about all that pr talk and all that kind of stuff all you want to but the writing is is clearly on the wall and sometimes it's right in your face sean got to deal with patrick mahomes who is far better than russell wilson yeah, I mean, that is the truth, you know, but we'll see, man. Sean Payton is a hell of a coach. I'm not going to, like, say that, old oh, man, the Denver Broncos are going to fall off. I think that 
yeah, Saints fans, we might find ourselves being upset watching this dude turn his team into an actual legitimate contender. Because I can tell you right now, like, this dude ain't going to just be sitting around here just getting beat on and slapped around by Andy Reid like all the former Denver Broncos have done. Like, Sean Payton is, you know, Sean, like, one thing you can say about it, Sean Payton has a really good win-loss record against great head coaches. Has a really good uh, record versus Bill Belichick. I think he has a really good record versus Andy Reid, if I'm not mistaken. Has a really good record against John Harbaugh. Well, not against John Harbaugh. But, you know what I'm saying, Mike Tomlin. So, you know, if you look at some of the best coaches in the league, like he he, he don't get slapped around by him very much. So I'm not going – look, I'm not going to, you know, make my commentary based on sour grapes because, you know, I'm just not going to do that. I feel like that, that, that would be doing a disservice to you all. But the dude is a good coach. And, and we know when you see great players – that used to play for your team, but guys that probably would like diamonds in a rough leave and go through great things, it makes you upset, you know? And I feel like Sean Payton is going to make Saint fans upset because of the success of the Denver Broncos. Uh, I personally think his prestige is going to be stained when it's all said and done simply because of this one uh, point. He does not know how to develop a quarterback. Uh, that is not true. That that is That is not true. He does know how to develop a quarterback. Um, he just never had to. You know what I'm saying? Like, like never had to consistently. He develops Drew Brees. Like, I know people don't want to admit that. Like, Drew Brees was solid for the Chargers. Was he good? Yes. But was he, like, otherworldly good? Was he beastly good like he is? Like, was he – is he like a – was he like a deity type thing, like how he is to Saints fans? In, for the Chargers, absolutely not. Look, I, look, without Sean Payton, there would be no Drew Brees, and without Drew Brees, there would be no Sean Payton. They like yin and yang. You know what I'm saying? They like peanut butter and jelly, right? They, they're like, I don't know, they like icing on a cake. Like you, you can't have one without the other. Like you need, like it's it's almost like I'm I'm about to talk to my wrestling fans. It's almost like who created Hulkamania, right? You got Hulk Hogan, right? The, the guy who was larger than life. Let me tell you something, brother. You know, and then you got Vince McMahon pulling the strings, right? He he the one that's telling Hulk Hogan what to do. He's the one that's coming up with the color concepts. He's the one that's rolling out the promotional campaign, right? So you can't talk about one without the other. Drew Brees had the knowledge and the wherewithal and the skill set to be a good quarterback. And Sean Payton had the mind and the creativity to get it out of him. So to say that he didn't develop him, I feel like that that's not true. He just never had a like he just never had to develop anybody else. Like think about that. Drew Brees is like Drew Brees barely ever missed games. The times where he did miss games, you have to say the backup quarterbacks played really well. Luke McCown, if I'm not mistaken, uh, what he threw for like 300 yards against the Carolina Panthers that game. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater went five and zero as a quarterback. Uh, you know, like so. I mean, what Taysom Hill? Well, he went four and one as a quarterback. So to say that he can't come up with a game plan or develop guys—that's just not true. We just haven't seen it consistently. Like, if and that's and that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. It's a good thing that you don't. You know, what I'm saying that he never had to do this more than once. But to say, like, to say that. 
man, you can't have one without the other. Drew Brees was good, but he wasn't he wasn't as good as he as he as he has grown to be in, in, in for the San Diego Chargers. I watched, man, I know I watched Drew Brees a lot. I watched Drew Brees since he was at Purdue when he was like throwing 65, 70 times a game. You know, like that that is yeah, you know, like that was uh, you know. That that's been Drew Brees throwing the football all over the place. Then when he got with Marty Scheinheimer, I mean he was solid. But Marty Scheinheimer wouldn't have got that greatness out of Drew Brees. It always would have been questions in regards to how good Drew Brees is if he would have stayed with Marty Scheinheimer. Sean Payton showed the world how special Drew Brees was. And with that, now Drew Brees opened up a whole lane for guys like uh Bryce Young, who's about to come into the league. Undersized quarterbacks that can do it on a high level. So can't have one without the other. Uh, TJ, uh, I hear the Saints are really interested in Elijah Kansi. Think we draft him early, TJ. Well, I don't think it's just the Saints. It's several other teams that's interested in Elijah Kansi, which, you know, he has been going up the draft boards. You know, his skill set is his freakish athletic ability for being his size. I can really see him, you know, playing for a, a team uh, that's going to have an early pick in the draft. Uh, I, I can see him maybe as the second interior lineman going off the board, uh, you know, after uh, Jalen Carter. If the Saints want to get him, uh, they might have to be a little bit aggressive. So, I mean, only time will tell. Uh, there's there's a lot of stuff that's going on behind the scenes uh, in regards to, like, guys draft positioning. There's some information that's being put out, and there's some information that's going to be put out. Um, and it might – affect the way that some teams draft but if you know if he's there at number 29 which i highly doubt i say get him you know if the saints are going to get him king arthur they're going to have to trade up for him let's see uh james how uh was we getting mahomes when the chiefs clearly moved up to draft him uh we wanted mahomes but we also wanted sean too yeah i mean they wanted mahomes more than marshawn Lattimore, like Marshawn Lattimore actually fell in a draft. Like that, that's what people don't understand. If you looked at mock draft, a lot of the mock drafts had Marshawn Lattimore going third to the Chicago Bears. So when the Chicago Bears didn't draft him, he started to fall and drop. And he fell into the lap of the Saints. And when they got him, I mean, I wasn't mad. You know what I'm saying? Because he was the best cornerback in the draft. And as we can see, the dude pretty much paid dividends for the Saints because I'm going to say it. I feel like you're the best cornerback the Saints ever had, period. I ain't never, like, I've never seen a cornerback on the Saints team that could lock down a field like this dude. Do, do he get beat on plays every now and then? Show me a great cornerback that has never got beaten on a play. That's all I got to say. But this nobody lost, okay? Nobody lost when it came to that. Now, as, you know, Patrick Mahomes has won two Super Bowls, has one, two league MVPs, um, you know, that's great. You know what I'm saying? Marshawn Lattimore has had uh, several Pro Bowl appearances, you know, been flirting with all pros, you know, top 100 player. Nobody lost. But at the end of the day, if Patrick Mahomes would have been a quarterback of the Saints, then Sean Payton would still be the coach. That's, that's, that's just a fact. You know, and if the Saints had a, a quarterback in which Sean Payton really truly trusts with his legacy, he would still be here. Obviously, he did not. 
Actually, the last couple of times that Sean was the head coach for the Saints, that's when they played the Chiefs. It was really, really close. It was all up uh, to the defense to make plays. Yeah, I mean, look, I w- look. I- I'm gonna be real. I feel like the New Orleans Saints, if they would have been able to get past the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and go to Lambeau, I think they would have beat Green Bay. I think they were better than Green Bay. They played Green Bay earlier uh, in the season. The Saints lost that game because of turnovers, right? But they were right there. And I just feel like you you start hitting Patrick Mahomes out there in the cold. Not Patrick Mahomes. Aaron Rodgers in the cold. He's going to get disinterested because he he kind of built funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he, he can grandstand and when, when he can throw, you know what I'm saying, throw passes down the field and run up the score. But then when things start getting tough and defenses start touching them, that's when he's going to start playing for himself and checking it down trying to stat pad and trying to make sure his completion percentage on point. But I think the Saints would have beaten Green Bay, and I think they could have beat uh, Kansas City because, man, Kansas City didn't have no offensive line. And the Saints, they still had Trey Hendrickson. They still had Cam Jordan. I think the Saints would have had a chance to win it all that year. So that's the way I look at it. You know, And they also, if I'm not mistaken, I think they may have – yeah, they, they played the Chiefs that year. And, uh, you know, if Azzalone would have picked the ball up in the back of his zone and, you know, a couple uh, little magical moments from Patrick Mahomes didn't exist, then the Saints would have won that game. But if they played the right way, um, and I think they probably would have beat them. But that's just my opinion. Uh, agree with Sean Payton being a heck of a coach. We went 9-8 and eight with one of the worst wide receiver rooms in the NFL. You ain't lying. Like, you got to just be honest. You know, like, you can be upset that he's gone. Um, that's fair. You can be upset how he left. That's fair. But to say that, oh, man, everything until you do right by me, everything you do going to fail. OK, you can you can put that little mix missile hex on him if you want to. But you're going to be sadly mistaken. Dude is a really good coach. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sean left the Saints for a bigger team and a bigger money market to further cement his legacy after they took that Super Bowl from us on the Nola no call. He understood more in depth what the league was. Well, I mean, that's that's a good thing. You know, that's a good conspiracy theory right there. I'm not going to argue with it on that one. Um, do I look at the Broncos as a big market? No, I don't. Do I look at them like as a, a team of historical significance? I guess because of John Elway, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe, you know, but when I think about like the the four pillars of football, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't think about the Denver Broncos. I think about the Philadelphia Eagles, the Dallas Cowboys, San Francisco 49ers, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know what I'm saying? Like, those are the teams that everybody just seemed to care about. The ones that always seem to stand the test of time. Uh, New England, they had their little 20-year run, but I don't look at them as a pillar. I looked at, like, they, even though the, the Patriots were winning a bunch of games, they never got talked about as much as some of them teams I just named. So, I mean, when you throw in the Denver Broncos, yeah, you know, you got John Elway, legendary quarterback, the owner, you know, this one's for John when they won the Super Bowl, you know, all that. But at the end of the day, I don't look like – I still look at the Denver Broncos as, as a market that still fights for press, just like the New Orleans Saints. Now, the New Orleans Saints is a smaller market, don't get me wrong, but Denver ain't that far off. You know, it's not that far off from that. 
are they like i said are they historical franchise yes you think about the orange crush back in the day right like i said you think about uh john elway you think about shannon sharp uh you think about terrell davis you think about ed mccaffrey uh for those that may not know ed mccaffrey that's christian mccaffrey's dad rye smith like do i think about those guys then later on you got Peyton manning out there right and then you got um you know you, you got all these other guys out here you know what i'm saying that can run the football i remember one time they had like the greatest offensive line i've ever seen like you can get you could put any running back back there they was gonna go for a 12 honey up you know, like I said, you, you got some guys that that are historically great for that team. Uh, Tom Jackson, who y'all probably uh, probably know from ESPN, used to be with Chris Berman all the time. I mean, they got a historical they got a historical team, but I wouldn't consider them as the ones that everybody was talking about. Let's see, uh, Saints fans, if we had a bad start to the season, uh, don't get your hopes up because they're not going to fire Allen because of Carr. Well, look, I don't think anybody I look at this particular point, I don't care about him being fired. I don't want him to get fired, to be honest, because that means that that means we have to sit for three years without the Saints making the playoffs. I, I'm good on that, man. Look, do I feel like this dude has something to prove? Absolutely. Um I'm just not gonna sit up here and just wish on this man's demise. I, I, I mean, I understand why people will be skeptical about him. Don't get me wrong, I'm skeptical about him too. But I want to see the, I want to see this team win, and uh, I know that in order for this team to win, he has to be successful as a coach. And to be honest with you, I don't understand why would you keep him. I don't understand why would you keep him as a head coach if first year it didn't pan out. All right. Second year, you give him everything for the most part that he wants to make it seem like it's his team, and he still doesn't do it. You just have to come to reality and be like, man, maybe this dude ain't it. But until that actually happens, he is the Saints coach. He definitely can develop a quarterback. Drew Brees was his doing. Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill, he got the most out of all the quarterbacks he dealt with, minus Ian Book, but the only had him for a year then he stepped down yeah look all i'm saying is to say that sean payton has never developed a quarterback that's just not true you know like the fact that we haven't seen that often is a testament to how good he is as a coach and how good sean payton i mean drew Brees was as a quarterback you know other teams they go through four five six seven eight even nine probably even more than that quarterbacks over a 15-year span depends on the organization there are very few organizations that keep the same quarterback as long as the new orleans saints have it was a privilege to watch this coach and to watch this quarterback play the, I mean, him coach the game talking sean payton and drew Brees to play the game it was a blessing and a privilege to actually see that and consistently see great quarterback play and not have to worry about who your quarterback was going to be year in year out I think that sometimes when we think about certain quarterback positions, coaches, we tend to forget or uh, tend or uh, uh, lack to uh, what's the word I'm looking for. We we fail to acknowledge that what we're looking at is is greatness, right? If a quarterback can lead a team for 15 years straight without anybody you know, coming at the throne, nobody really threatening him in any type of way. It's like a foregone conclusion that this dude is going to be your quarterback. 
that's a testament, man. Because how many, how many, how much trash did the Buffalo Bills have to go through before they found Josh Allen? How much trash uh, did the Miami Dolphins have to find before they got Tua Tonga Valor? You got to think about this, man. So for a guy to consistently play the quarterback position for 15 years, and we have to find storylines in order for us to, you know, try to figure out if this guy is good or not, because <laughs> it's been the same, it's been the same organizational structure for 15 years. That just tells you everything you need to know. You know, and, and talk about, you know, Sean Payton not developing anybody. There would be no Taysom Hill without without Sean Payton. We wouldn't know who Taysom Hill was. Taysom Hill would have been that guy on that film if if Sean Payton would have it, it wouldn't have looked at him and saw him. They weren't even looking for Sean. I mean, they weren't even looking for Taysom Hill. They were looking for, I want to say we're looking for Chris McCaffrey, brother or something like that, who played fullback. They were looking at him, and all of a sudden, like, they just watched Taysom Hill. Like, how many guys you think going to just see that, man? I think, man, look at, this, look at this dude number seven out there just, you know, wrecking shop. But he got him, put him on special teams, and the next thing you know, this dude is like one of the most revered and, and loved New Orleans Saints players in history. This dude carving out a lane for himself. Like, this man has made more money than any other player that had ever been a backup or anything else. Like, this dude, like, honestly, this dude has created a lane for himself, and he also created a position for himself that other coaches try to replicate. And that all comes from Sean Payton. So to say that he ain't develop anybody or develop a quarterback or de- uh, any way, like, nah, not only – not only Drew Brees, but Taysom Hill too. Different skill sets, but hey, <laughs> he still developed them. So that I mean, that's a, that's a testament to his greatness. I'm not look. I'm not gonna look. In spite of how things ended in New Orleans, I'm still not going to just sit up here and just say, man, he ain't like. I'm not gonna sit up here and just badmouth the guy or try to find reasons why you know say like he ain't good enough. He was good enough. And if this man wanted to come back to the Saints, we all know that we'll welcome him back with open arms with no hesitation because we know that he's better than the head coach that we got right now. Uh, Breeze was good. It took Peyton to help him become great. I agree with that. You can't have one without the other. Like I said, you can't have can't have Hulk Hogan without Vince McMahon, right? You know, that's, that's the way I look at it. Can't have Drew Breeze without Sean Payton. Part of development <coughs> is building the offense for a player – and he did uh, do that for Drew. The thing is, when we finally began to see that happen in 2021, Jameis got injured. Well, yeah, sometimes that happens. Um, I think I already said, already read this. Let me scroll down a little bit. Thank y'all for commenting. I really do appreciate that. Says, uh, to be honest, I am no longer uh, talking mess about Dennis Allen. I am praying and hoping that he succeeds because that means that our team as a whole does uh, good. That's the way I feel about it, Yellow. Like, I was upset just like everybody else because I tell you, I'm a fan at the end of the day. I love this team. You know, I, I get an opportunity to talk and, 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 and you know, talk about the team and talk about sports, which is, which is a blessing within itself. So, of course, you know, like if I have an emotional investment, I'm mad just like everybody else. Last year, I was upset. And, yes, I did want them to get rid of the guy. But now that I realize, okay, they're going to give him another year, I have no choice but to – pray and hope that things pan out and he becomes he lives up to his potential you know um 
he got his coaches, he got his players, he, he got his quarterback. So very little excuses should take place in New Orleans. There should be m- much winning going on if uh, Dennis Allen is the guy. I just feel like, you know, if things don't pan out this season, I don't understand, like, why would you want to bring this dude back? Like, why why would you want to bring him back? Like, what what more could he prove? What more can he prove that, you know, that he hasn't proved? Like, what, what do you think? Like, okay, let's just say, for example, if the Saints go 7-10 and 10 again. What, 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 I mean, then what? You know, so I don't know. And, you know, I, I heard this, like, this narrative that people are talking about, like, Oh, people don't want the, you know, the Saints to be looked at as a as a dysfunctional organization firing Dennis Allen early. Like, bro, nobody cares about that. Like, you think, okay, you think that you got a young coach out there, a young guy who is, you know, that would turn down an opportunity to coach a team for the first time. Right. If, let's just say if he's good enough, he got a team offense rolling, got a defense rolling. He's going to say, man, look, look what they did to Dennis Allen because they did this to Dennis Allen. I ain't coming to the Saints. Like, man, please. Like, who is Dennis Allen? Like, he couldn't do it. Let me show you how to do it. It's not going to stop anybody. Like maybe like some of these coaches like like Sean Payton or something like that, like who's who's established and that can kind of call their own shots. But a young guy out here, man, shoot, they they excited. They arrogant. They feel like, okay, this coach couldn't do it, but I bet you I can. I mean, no, nobody cares about that stuff at the end of the day. They, man, these guys want the opportunity. And when opportunity presents themselves, they they take advantage of them. And that's what these guys are doing. So I, I'm not buying that, that nonsense about having a dysfunctional organization. Like, I don't know why. I mean, maybe that's just something somebody just saying to get in the good graces of the Saints front office. I don't know. But that that's just – that's that's not that's not the smartest take I've ever heard. Like I just think that's ridiculous. Like you think somebody about to sit up here and somebody has the opportunity to be a CEO of a Fortune 500 company and they call you, right? Okay, we're gonna give you a corner office and your salary is gonna start at a half a million dollars. Nah, man, I ain't gonna take that job, man. I seen how y'all did other homeboy. Like, man, please, where do I sign? Where do I sign? That's, that's the next thing that's going to come out of somebody's mouth. It's plain and simple. I would sign with y'all, but y'all a dysfunctional organization. Okay. Uh, let's see. Headed to my doctor's appointment for a checkup. I'll be listening. Man, well, hope everything works out with you at the doctor, man. Uh, the Bills actually won more games that year before Josh Allen got there than the season he was drafted. But, you know, yeah, but – yeah, they won a lot of games, but they haven't. I guarantee you, they've won more games combined him being there than they have the combined. They probably won a. They won a. I want to say went to the playoffs. Or all, yeah, they did go to the playoffs because Tyrod Taylor was the uh, their quarterback. But I guarantee you, if you count what the four years that Josh Allen has been with the Buffalo Bills and combine the four years before he got there. I guarantee you there was more winning going on. You know, they were going in the right direction, yeah, because of their defense. But and uh, but he put them boys on the map offensively by his, his great quarterback play and his ability to scramble outside the pocket. But I don't know. Like I said, I mean, they, they needed a quarterback, right? I mean, and that's the thing, Ja. You know, if you looked at the Buffalo Bills, it, like I said, you're right about what you're saying. But if you look at it, there was like a year where they could have made the playoffs, right? 
And then they, they'll probably get another quarterback or, you know what I'm saying, and all of a sudden they don't make the playoffs no more. Then they might find uh, another quarterback that can do a little something, and then they'll start winning some games, and then, of course, they'll get slapped around by New England. But this is like the first time in a long time where Buffalo Bill fans feel like they can win a Super Bowl. Like, they probably feel like this since 92. So, you know, I just think that with that, you know, it, it takes a long time for a, a, a team to find consistency in winning because it's hard for them to find a quarterback. And now that they found the quarterback, they feel like they can consistently win. But that's a good point that you made. But the the playoff, like them making the playoffs, I think that was like the first time since the Music City Miracle, if I wasn't mistaken. It was a minute since them boys made the playoffs. So, Josh, thank you very much for the $2. says, DA is a good coach, but he needs a real OC, though. Um, Look, I I don't know if he's a good coach or not. Um. I don't know if you're a good coach or not, Josh. I really don't. I don't know what type of coach he is. All I know is he needs to prove that he can be the coach to help this, help this team win games. As far as the offensive coordinator is concerned, um, put up or shut up. And I mentioned this. I mentioned this on a show where I was talking about Dennis Allen. This is the reality. You double down on this nonsense called uh, P. Carmichael's offense. You know, so... If it don't pan out, it's your fault because you had an opportunity to go out here when Cliff Kingsbury was in Thailand somewhere. You know, like you could have made a phone call or FaceTime, maybe it took a canoe boat, you know what I'm saying, and got out there where he was at, just like the Houston Texans did and bring him in. But you didn't. Uh, you you could have went go get Joe Brady, who was on a assistant coaching staff. You could have brought him in as offensive coordinator, but you didn't. Right. You there's some other offensive coordinators out there, some some little, you know, say some young stars that can eventually become head coaches that you could have gotten, but instead you decide to keep sneaky Pete. So if sneaky Pete don't pan out, it's your fault. I don't like that that's just what it is. And that's a reflection of your coach. That's a reflection of his coaching too, Josh. Because you gotta know when to cut your losses, right? So if he has not cut his losses and the offense looked the same way as they did last year, struggling and sputtering down the stretch, then guess what? That just shows you right there that he don't know how to pick uh, personnel, period. So that, that's your, those are your coaches. That's a reflection of you. So I, I can't accept that. Yep. I mean, he also, this is going right here, Saints, uh, Saints Life. Eric Bieniemy was available, you know? Instead, he went to Washington, could have been there with you. And I know he could, would have been happy to come to New Orleans, him being from here, you know. So, no, that's that's all I got to say. Like, I ain't got – look, if he's, if he's good, then he's going to be good this year with Pete Carmichael. I say he could have gotten Mahomes, but being super aggressive and making the jump to submit the quarterback you like if you value the quarterback like the most teams – do that is a, a risk regardless. Well, look, I don't – like, the Saints can't get privy to this information. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't know what happened. Like, I'm pretty sure they probably thought that, okay, now he was going to be there. Like, they don't just sit up there and say, oh, hello, hello. The Chiefs, they do have to do what? You know, they don't give them a chance. That's like the whole competition thing, right? So the Saints were sitting there watching the, game, uh, watching the draft just like you and me. So when when the chief jumped in front of them, they probably had the same 
reaction is all of us like, dang, you know what I'm saying? Because they didn't know. It's not like I don't know who they traded with. I can't remember. But it's not like that team was going to call up the Saints and say, hey, what? Guess what? Let me let me tell you what was about to happen. No. You know what I'm saying? Like they found out just like everybody else. And they just went ahead and got Marshawn Lattimore. So there it is. Preparing for a uh, for bigger things, Ma. Uh, I'm going to read a few more. Then we're going to go ahead and get up out of here. Uh, let's see. Uh, some people are better coordinators than the head coaches, but we always success for our team. Who that? Yeah, that's true. Let's see. P uh, said he didn't even want to be offensive coordinator when someone says something, believe him. Yep, and yet he's there again. Ain't that something? He he didn't want to be here last year, but he's here again. But <laughs> I digress. Sean Payton got that flirt of lead tatted on him. He's a saint for life. <laughs> uh, I wanted Ronald Curry to get a shot at OC. Who knows? He might be able to call some plays. You know what I'm saying? Like you might be able to do some do some things. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. You know, I think Ronald Curry has a bright future. You know, as a head coach, it's going to happen, man. He's a bright guy. He's smart, very talented. Um, I, I do feel like the New Orleans Saints may have they they should have brought in somebody. They should have brought in somebody else to maybe be like a consultant as well, because you know I think you just need like different opinions to help people see certain things that they may not see. So, TJ, if this year doesn't pan out, uh, where would you turn? Two for the OC a head coach. Um, I tell you what, if I if it don't pan out, as far as a, a OC, um, I'm probably looking at I'm probably looking at the the college ranks, or I'm looking at you know somebody that's already in the league that's probably you know what I'm saying trying to establish themselves. Probably if it's not if I'm not mistaken, his name is Brian Johnson. He's the offensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions. Uh, he had an opportunity to interview for the Houston Texans job, but he decided to go back to the Detroit Lions. That would be my first pick. Um, I believe his first name is Brian. I know his last name is Johnson. Brian Johnson would be my first pick as a head coach. Um, a guy that I feel like would, you know, he's a really good offensive mind. Uh, we see what he has done with the Detroit uh, team, them putting up some big numbers. Um as an offensive coordinator, I guess it would be, be somebody, like I said, from the college ranks. Uh, my second choice would try to uh, be is a guy who almost has left college a couple times um, but decided to stay, and that's Jim Harbaugh. You know, Jim Harbaugh would be my second choice. Um, Jim Harbaugh had uh, was thinking about leaving the year before, you know, I think um, with the Minnesota Vikings um, before uh, Kevin McConnell got the job. And um, – also with Carolina, you know what I'm saying? Carolina talked to him before they talked to Frank Wright. So that would be mine. That that would that would actually be like my two choices. As far as offense coordinator, I'm not sure because there's always guys that come in and become like overnight stars and we don't hear about them. And the next thing you know, they're coaching the team and the team going 13 and three and stuff. So uh, 13 and four, you know. So, um, but as far as coaches, Brian Johnson would be my first choice. Jim Harbaugh would be my 1A. I'll try to get him away from college. Man, that, that, that would probably be it. Uh, the Broncos are going to be the top team this upcoming season. That's pretty obvious. Russell just had a rough start. Well, I think that you'll get better play from Russell Wilson. And I also feel like 
you know, you'll probably get some better play from the Denver Broncos. De- defensively, there was nothing wrong with these guys. Like, they were straight, you know what I'm saying, the whole time. Uh, it's just that offense was sputtering down the stretch, and I just think that Sean Payton going to make sure that they be uh, on point when it comes to the offense. Uh, we need a new offensive coordinator who wants to be here. I guess P. Carr might want to be here. I mean, he signed again. I have no faith. Uh, what is this? In Colorado, keep doing what you are doing. Um, let's see. Uh, is Cadet check is Captain check now or Cadet check now still on his team? Um, who who is Cadet check now? Who who is that? Tell me who we talk about here? <laughs> Captain check. <now. laughs> that line didn't help much. Uh, the draft is approaching. Not gonna lie, I'm kind of excited. Yeah, I'm excited too, man. I'm excited because, you know, we're doing the live draft reaction again, of course. And um, this is the first time that I'm combining the Gumbo Pie and the State of the Saints podcast. So we're going to be talking about everything, man. We're going to be talking about every every team, you know, every team, every every draft pick, all that stuff here on, on the State of the Saints podcast and the Gumbo Pie Sports podcast channel. So, man, I'm telling you, like, it's uh, always a fun occasion. Anybody has ever checked out the live reaction show is always fun uh it's always exciting um looking forward to that uh, also this week uh shouts out to my friends in the uk um detroit lions uk podcast uh they cover the detroit lions as well as other nfl teams all in the united kingdom i'll be a part of uh that show on friday i mean man it's crazy man just being hit up from people from the uk one, you know what I'm saying, talk to you about football. So that that's fun right there. Definitely looking forward to doing that. And uh, we're just going to continue to talk about the draft, man. So make sure that y'all keep it locked right here to the State of the Saints podcast. And thank you all so much for checking out this episode of the State of the Saints podcast. Previous episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. Also, you can check out the State of the Saints podcast uh, also on uh, Facebook.com. Even though you have to search Gumbo Pie Sports Podcast, of course, we still put up Saints news there. Uh, you can check out the Gumbo Pie Sports Podcast. We cover all sports on that channel. Uh, this episode on today uh, that I'm going to uh, put out later on, uh, I talked a little bit about the Javante Davis, uh, Ryan Garcia fight that took place this weekend. Uh, we had some suspensions that took place. Uh, four Detroit Lions players got suspended for gambling uh and one uh Washington Commanders player also uh was suspended because of this we talked about that and also CJ Strout uh scoring a, a low score on a cognitive test and how that going to affect his draft status so those are some of the topics that we're talking about all you got to do is go to youtube.com search gumbo pie sports podcast and uh check out some of the previous episodes that are available uh there as well till next time all I got to say is, who that? Hey, don't let these tears fool you. There's all dog around this mug. I'm good.